0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 51,000 plus on their feet. Nobody's left to beat the traffic tonight, I guarantee you. Mark up the sign. The wind and the pitch, here it is. One. Fly ball deep left center. Dress them on the run. Yes, 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 yes. They have won the Braves. They're giving you a championship. The twenty-five lighters on my dressing. Yes, sir. You know I got to get paid. High five ball, Back to right center, and the Braves have won it. The twenty-five lighters on my dressing. Yes, sir.
1: You know I got to get paid. Swing and. Drive.
0: 25 lighters for my 25 folks. Now get ready. This is the Platinum Sombrero Podcast with your hosts Dylan Short and Adam Doc Herbert. Welcome to another episode of the Platinum Sombrero, brought to you by Armchair Media and sponsored by our friends at BetOnline. There is no shortage of action going on right now. Everything's starting back up. I've told you guys this over and over and over. If you haven't been watching MMA, the UFC has put on an insane list of fights so far in 2020. And if you were looking to make a little bit of money on sports, if you had that little gambling itch, you know, not really much good for fantasy sports when there's no sports really playing. Well, if you had been on BetOnline.ag, could have made yourself quite a bit of money. On the UFC fights. If you wanted to bet that Poirier would have ended up beating Hooker by decision, you'd end up winning a fair bit of money. Unfortunately, you weren't on Bet Online, so go ahead and correct that mistake. The sports world is coming back. We've seen it happening. Doesn't matter that there's there's some fighting stuff that's going on. I understand that, but the sports world is coming back. We've got NASCAR, we've got UFC. Uh, The NBA, which might have stalled out again, but we'll see what happens with them coming up. Baseball is still set to come back. College and NFL football still say they're starting on time. So now is the time to start doing your research. Get your prop bets in. Get those early lines. That is when you can get the best bang for your buck money-wise. If you know for a fact that Acuna is going to win the NL MVP, now is the time to do it today. Go to betonline.ag. Let them know where you heard us. Go from your computer or your mobile device, whatever. Join now, you get a welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. Well, Doc, it feels like a long time since we've done two episodes in a row.
1: It really does. It's it's really nice to be back here in front of the microphone. Also worth noting that this week's episode of Platinum Sombrero is brought to you by Easel Knievel, Daredevil Face Paint, and ex an extreme art gallery. And you know what, man? We we're now officially in the second half of 2020. This godforsaken year is fifty percent plus behind us at this point. So that in itself is good news. But the really, really good news is that this week, summer camp, spring training 2.0, call it whatever you will. I know John Heyman hates it, which makes me love it baseball is still tracking like it is going to be coming back and this week you know this friday which this will be released on friday that's the first day of team workouts so we as long as nothing derails the season just yet then uh it's kind of returning to normalcy we'll have some real life distractions out there in just a couple of weeks
0: i am very excited and i know a lot of people are, are saying, and, and we've got it bookmarked here in the show sheet, of don't get super excited yet. There's still a lot of stuff going on. I can't help it. I'm I'm fully on board and fully excited and ready for this to happen. I, I'm trying not to listen to anybody. It's like, oh, don't worry about it, or oh, don't get your hopes up. Too late. They're already up, so don't ruin them for me. Let me have this for a little bit, please.
1: And these people are not incorrect. I mean, there, there is still it's easy to get swept up. It's easy to just get the warm and fuzzies and be like, Oh my God, this is all we've been waiting for. But, but the possibility does exist. There is, there's is a chance that we'll get two weeks into the season and then escalating rates. And then everything will just, they'll just have to pull the plug, which will be even more devastating than everything else that's happened. All of the, Everything that that happened with the negotiations and back and forth, it's going to seem like a big slap in the face if there doesn't wind up being a season that comes out of this. But for now, yeah, it's still looking like everything's normal. Everybody's going to their little bubbles and doing doing modified spring training. So until we have some different news, we're just going to proceed like everything is all good. And it feels good, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Doesn't it just feel great to feel like we're kind of halfway back back on track?
0: It feels amazing just to be able to talk about baseball and be expecting baseball to come back like it just it feels very nice and i, I feel i feel like i can breathe a little bit uh i feel like a weight's lifted off a little bit I, it's weird that i actually feel that way but it's true it's how i feel um it's just one of those things where i feel like i can take a deep breath and get something again because i needed this
1: there's so many of us that set our internal mental clocks to the baseball season. You know, it's, it's easy to look forward to starting in late March now, because the season always starts in March anymore and going through the, the first week in November, there's going to be some baseball on, you know, for, I mean, that's a, that's a giant chunk out of the year. So part of the reason every, I think everybody has felt so restless in addition to the, to the stay at home and shelter in place and whatever that came along with this. Now it's, you know, the the thing that we normally, like the timekeeper, the metronome of our lives hasn't been there either. So now just getting getting that back and, and being able to kind of glue ourselves to a nightly routine where 7 first pitch. And off days during this season are going to seem so much more bizarre than in any other season. It's like, oh, wait,
0: no. <laughs> you played five, yeah. played
1: five straight days and now you're not playing again. It feels like April. So hopefully. Well,
0: it's going to feel like every game, I think, is probably every game is going to feel like, oh no, this game's over, that means I've only got 59 left. Oh no, now there's only 50 games left. Oh no, I better watch every game I can because it's going to be gone.
1: First week of August, it's going to, you know, but we're now at game 15, which is the season is a quarter of the way done. So we've talked a lot about embracing the weird and, and just being being there for all of the the bizarreness of this season. So a lot, a lot still going on out there. I mean, you started to see this week about, Mike Leek was the first one who he said that he's not even going to play this year, and he's he's really concerned about um, about just the state of the game and his own safety and his family's safety. Ryan Zimmerman came out. Totally understand with him because he, he just got his World Series ring, and he says he's not retiring, but it kind of wouldn't surprise me if he never came back. He he could kind of go out you on You and
0: I talked about it. We weren't even certain that he was still playing.
1: Yeah, so imagine imagine my surprise when when somebody we weren't even sure was going to play in 2020 anyway says that, that he's not going to play and then you've got his teammate Joe Ross who's a pitcher for the Nationals and then Tyson Ross who I always associated him with playing with the Padres I'm not even sure who he was with now maybe with Rangers uh, both of those uh, both of those guys they are setting out the season as well that uh, they're father is a doctor and their mother is a nurse, so um, I think they might have a little bit more clinical reasoning behind it, so there's still, I think you are still going to see some more names of, now that the everybody's in camp and they're doing testing, and we're going to see, it's going to look like a hundred something tests come out, then you might start to see some guys want to reevaluate uh, whether or not they actually want to follow through with this, whether it's worth it to take the prorated salary, because it's still only going to be 36% of it normally was. I'm curious whether or not you think that there's going to be any Braves players that that sit out because you can make a case for a couple of these guys, I think.
0: I was on uh, I went on Locked On Nationals the other day. Yes, I know. I went on Doc's Favorite Team show and all of you guys are mad at me now. Um, I'm mad at you now. <laughs> we were we were talking uh we were talking about that very thing. Um we brought up Joe Ross and and Ryan Zimmerman obviously, but we were talking about it really player-wise. I haven't heard of any player planning on sitting out. You'd think Duvall is, is the guy that if you were going to point to a player that say, hey, he's, he's more susceptible be Duvall being a type 1 diabetic. Uh, you on Twitter actually brought up Rick Kranitz, which is really good that you brought that up because I, I hadn't even been considering coaches and, and front office personnel. I'd only been considering players, which was wrong of me to do. But Rick Kranitz with his wife having that battle with cancer last year, um, I don't know how public that ended up being. I remember when he took a leave of absence and nobody really knew what was happening. They weren't public with it until at least a little bit later. But uh, Kranitz would... I think it's probably a pretty good guess that Rick Kranitz would probably won't play, or probably won't show up. He might do the whole pitching coach from Zoom thing.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I mean... And people, no, no matter what, there's always always going to be somebody that gets mad about something. Like, somebody wants to be mad if Adam Duvall wants to sit out. Well, if you look at, you know, having type 1 diabetes, that's hard enough when it's uh, when it's just regular baseball. And when he got traded from, from Cincinnati to Atlanta, there was concern about, you know, is he going to be able to do this in the, uh, in the heat? And it's not like Cincinnati doesn't get just massively hot as well. But he also, he has a really precarious case for playing time as well, so when you start to combine all that, and it's not like he's one of these guys who's making $30 million you know, he has a pretty modest salary just a couple of million, which, and taking the one third of that that he's going to get, he really is going to have to weigh whether or not it's going to be worth it and you can't get mad at any of these guys for, like, you can't really, because this is their prerogative, and if they feel like they're going to be putting themselves in obvious danger, you can't do it and in the case of Kranitz, I mean, the mental anguish that would come along with, you know, just being a carrier and taking it to his wife. I mean, cancer is awful, dude. And then you put something like this on top of it. I mean, hopefully she's um, she's cancer free right now after going through chemo and radiation. But if I'm Rick Kranitz, psh, uh-uh, I'm not going anywhere near that team. Sorry. Like you said, pitching coach by Zoom. There's not you know, you can, you can discuss things, you can show grips, you can, you know, you can do this, maybe try doing, doing this thing or whatever, but I wouldn't be surprised if Rick Kranitz sits out. The one guy that I keep coming back to is Mike Fultonavich, because studies have sh- studies have shown, or the, uh, the results of, of testing have shown that this virus, this disease, is a much bigger deal to the elderly. It doesn't affect uh, young people, m- particularly children, nearly as much. But the main thing about Fulty is, th- I've never seen anybody do such a 180. Like he was this hot-headed punk guy, you know what I mean? And then as soon as his son was born, it was like he didn't completely shed that skin because you still kind of see him being a little hot-headed sometime. But it was like he just melted you know he turned into a completely different person and he's got a daughter now as well and every time that he gives an interview or anything he will bring his family up just totally out of nowhere so if there's a real concern for him about being a carrier and taking it back home like the only reason like really the only one that i could see him not doing that is because of the way things ended last season. If he didn't still have a chip on his shoulder about the way game five played out, I think that he would have pulled his name out of the out of discussion already.
0: I think that's an important point to, to note when you're talking about players that skip, because in the case of Mike Leek, this is the last year in his contract, too. And for a lot of these guys, you're talking about a really short season it's very weird. You haven't like you went through spring training, got ready to go and then shut down for two months. Now you're having to restart. So a lot of these guys that are on one year deals, it's a weird, it's a weird consideration because we can all sit here and say, ah, these results aren't really going to matter. But if you go out there and you lay an egg, it's going to affect you on the market next year. I mean, the market's already going to be sparse enough next year. If we can be perfectly honest there's not going to be a lot of money spent in free agency next year if I were to if I were to hang a ninety nine point nine forever percent chance on something, if I were to bet my mortgage on something, it would be that there's not a lot of money spent in free agency next year. So if you're a guy like Mike Leek or a guy like Marcelo Zuna and you've got one year deals, you're you're taking a bigger risk than you generally were anyway, because you've got a shorter time frame to actually make yourself worth that money.
1: No, absolutely true. And any any of these guys like Fulty that are still in arbitration, you know he he's essentially pitching him pitching on a one year deal. So, and it's going to be really really tricky for anybody that struggles at any point during this year, knowing that time is such such a premium. You know, Fulty, he was up, he was down. His, his first half and his second half in twenty nineteen was very similar to Ozzy in twenty eighteen, where everybody's pulling for him to pull out of that slump you know and he just he just couldn't do it he had to something massive had to change so we've seen how Jekyll and Hyde he can be and he's not really in a position to where he can just kind of let it play out over the course of 162 everything's shortened everything is like dude you got to figure it out now or you're going to get replaced for some guys that's the exact fuel that they need but for Fulty. I'm just—I just got my fingers crossed. I'm huge, huge Fulty fan. You know that. Uh, I'm not wearing the bracelet right now, but I try and wear it whenever I can. I w- I will be very, very curious to see if either of either faulty or Duvall uh, pull their names out of out of the discussion for playing this year. And Kranitz, like a, I've basically already kind of come to terms with the fact that he's not going to be there this year. Which the pitching at the beginning of last year was pretty suspect. Some of it. Might have had to do with the fact that he was, he had only been there for X amount of time, only a couple of months, including spring training. And then a couple weeks into the season, he was gone. And the pitching really, really struggled after that. So hopefully they will, they will keep him around virtually.
0: And we keep talking about players on, uh, players like, like I was talking about, players with one year deals, dealing with the whole Corona shortened season, talking about other, just, dealing with shortened season and the weird variables you get we keep just saying uh, because of COVID but there's you know there's other injury concerns you have to consider on here for a lot of players that like Mike Leak or guys that whose contracts are coming up you don't want to get hurt playing a joke of a 60 game season I say joke like me and you are still going to love watching it obviously but in the annals of time this is definitely a season with a couple asterisks on it and and for guys like there's always some people that get weird freak injuries. Usually it's a New York Met, uh, but but we remember like Salvador Perez tripping over luggage and blowing his knee apart. Uh, there's a guy already that happened today, Jose Quintana, sliced his finger open while doing dishes somehow. Uh, I'm not sure how that happens, but actually sliced it enough to have to get stitches and they had to repair the nerve in his thumb. Uh, there are still going to be regular injuries to contend with. And I actually think when you're talking about stopping spring training and then restarting now what we're calling summer camp colloquially, but you're talking about why it was so important to have a rev up, and this isn't necessarily going to be, this is going to be a shorter time to get ready for a season than a traditional spring training would have been. So you're taking guys that have been, you know, working out at home for two months, like we say, oh, they've been working, but it's no different than what they do in the off season, really. Oh, they're keeping ready, they're keeping an off season shape, but now it's just two months, two months in around, hey guys, you got, three weeks to get ready. Good luck. I do have a feeling we're going to see a few injuries this year of guys that typically aren't likely to get injured.
1: It's the weirdest thing through this entire situation. The only affliction, the only health issue I had ever considered was COVID never considered sore shoulders, never considered somebody fouling one off of their foot. uh, Never considered somebody tripping while they're walking over the baseline, looking at you, Johan, uh, and and so, to to think about this when this news comes out today, you have to look at this the same way you look at uh, wins. Okay, so you go on a ten game winning streak, that's like a twenty seven game winning streak when you're looking at percentages, right? But a ten day DL stint is a twenty seven day DL stint in the course of a regular season. So, Cantana's going to miss at least two weeks. That's like missing six weeks during a season, and the Cubs are in a very, very interesting division. Everybody's clustered at the top with the Brewers. You know, Yellich is going to be back. The Cardinals made the NLCS last year. The Reds having the DH, they finally have they finally have room for all of these bats. And so the Cubs were kind of going to be mired in this, this competition that's going to go down to the wire and losing a guy like Quintana. He's not elite, but it almost doesn't matter because when you look at the depth, like Kyle Hendricks isn't doing the things that he, he was doing before John Lester isn't doing the things that he did before. The Cubs are kind of in a rocky spot anyway. So before the season even starts, they're, they're dealt this really interesting injury. So, if this were to happen you during what. the season, like you could almost make the case that it's almost enough to punt.
0: I'll tell you what: if you're a dynasty owner, today is the day that you want to own Adbert Alzolay.
1: Yeah, that's true. He's definitely going to get some meaningful reps. He's already made made his debut, so we'll see if he's actually worth the the top hundred status that he's got. He's like he's about the only cub that that was top 100 is didn't he?
0: Him and Mag- uh, Braylon Marquez and
1: Miguel Amaya was on the the fringes too, so never mind, disregard mm-hmm. that.
0: Yeah, they they've got a few Brennan Davis as uh, Brennan Davis as well,
1: and now now Ed Howard,
0: Ed Howard as well. There's there's a few they they look a lot better coming into this year, prospect wise than they did last year. Let's just say, yeah, that. that's fair. Um, or this time last year, but it is something that you're going to have to keep an eye on. It's going to be something that players are going to have to be very cognizant of, and coaches are going to have to be very cognizant of it because. How you manage in a 60-game season, you're going to constantly be at war with this season as a sprint, not a marathon. So how how much pushing is too much and how much rest is too much rest because you can't afford to really take any time off either. Now, I was under the assumption that this was just going to be – there weren't going to be like NL East and AL East, that everybody was just going to be one conference. I guess I'm wrong. I guess they are still doing NL and AL which makes me feel a little bit better about the Braves I still I still would pick the Braves to win the NL East. Um if you're telling me that we can win the NL East and the Yankees can still win the AL East or they they and the Rays can battle for the AL East it makes me feel a little bit better. Um but either way we've been talking about this a lot. We both are assuming that the East is going to be the mega the mega gauntlet. The West is kind of garbage aside from like two teams. The Central is what's the best way to describe them? Eh like, some teams are good, some are eh, maybe not. It'll be competitive, but none of them will be the best teams, I think might be the best way to say that. But when you're looking at it from a, a span of how do, you, how do you go about utilizing these guys over 60 games, you and I have talked a lot over the course of years, the two years that we've been on the show, uh, about piggybacking starters. And we usually mention it with prospects who aren't really ready. And we're like, oh, well, just, you know, uh, when you just let Weigel and Noah have one spot in the rotation, they just piggyback off each other. I st- I think this year, I don't. If I were to, I am mean, if I were a betting man, I don't think that uh, I don't think I'd lay this line on Bet Online. But if the Braves were looking to do something different, this might be a year that, like, let's say Fulte sits out, and let's say the Braves don't trust Bryce Wilson to be an every fifth day type of guy. This would be a perfect time to try something like that. This is one of those years where you can try outlandish things, you can try new things because, in the grand scheme of things, yes, ideally, if there's a competition, you want to win. Um, but overall, in this season, this is this is should be more focused on development. I should say this is a season that isn't. It's going to be taken with a grain of salt. It's not really going to be viewed as something that kind of tells you anything about anybody really. Because we've seen people go on insane sixty game. Runs anyway over courses of time. I mean, this isn't going to be a season that we look at and hold up as like any records from this season are real. Like if somebody goes out there and hits 440 uh, over a 60 game stretch, we're not going to give them the record of greatest average over the course of a season. You know what I mean? So this is the time to try new things and to expand your horizons a little bit. And if I were if I were in a front office and I had a more traditional manager who was trying to learn to be kind of new. This would be the season where I would tell them, go ahead and pull out all the stops. Just try some things and see if they work.
1: Well, every time we had the conversation about it before, it was something that we were hoping would happen. But it was like a, a something that would be nice to have. To us, it's a brilliant idea. But to somebody like Snit, who's been set at his ways for forever, then he probably just isn't interested in it. what's which, which okay. You know, he's, he's got more experience in this organization than I have years on this earth. So
0: you can... Same here. By almost 10... By over 10 yeah. years.
1: Yeah. And that's a traditional year, but for, for this year, it's at the beginning, it's certainly going to be a necessity. So even if let's say that they, they're going to go out and they're going to try it, he might hate it, you know, and it might not be something that works for 2021, but there's also a possibility that there could be something to that. There could really be something where he finally gets it. You know, it's, we we bang on Sned all the time for for being like the the traditional manager. It's not that we dislike him. We need to be very clear about that. But you know he he is certainly set in his ways, and it, it by no means is he a bad guy. But I, I think I think that this is something that I would be really surprised if Alex and Co don't sit down with him and say this is how you're going to have to do these things just out of necessity. Maybe you like it, maybe you hate it, but. Y-
0: you Plus, selfishly, it. I, I want to see as many of these young... I want to see Kyle Wright be able to start games. I want to see Toussaint get in and get enough innings. I want to see if Bryce Wilson's spike sliders come any farther since spring training. I want to see Tucker Davidson come up here and start blowing people away. I want to see Waskari Noah. I want to see these guys. And if you're able to utilize them in a piggyback spot, you're not using up bullpen slots, really. You're allowing bullpen guys to maintain rest. You're not overworking Mark Melanson or... Uh, poor Luke Jackson or anybody like that. You're not going to overwork Will Smith. But in games where you need them, you've got that type of bullpen to fall back on. You need to get these guys experience. That's why when we were looking at the taxi squad, the Braves took literally every catcher in the system onto the taxi squad. It kind of shows you how much work they're planning on these pitchers getting. But I want to see Ian Anderson get a taste of the big leagues. I mean, it's a 60-game season. We're already going to see Wander Franco with Tampa. We'll see. I would... We'll see if he cracks major league roster, but I I would not be shocked if you see him get some time. You're going to see Spencer Torkelson. You're going to see a lot of guys. Uh, Max Meyer for the Marlins, I'll guarantee you you see him this year. There's no reason to not play some of these guys. I mean, you don't have to play them enough to lose their rookie eligibility. Oh, you're starting their arbitration clock. I mean, if you're still maintaining rookie eligibility, then you're not really starting that clock. It's what we saw happen with Dansby Swanson. I mean, Don't forget, Dansby got called up and sent back down, but it didn't cost him a full year of it because it was split up enough time. This is what can happen in this year, too. Go ahead and get crazy. Let's see McKenzie Gore. Let's see Wander Franco. Give me something. I've gone two months without baseball. Give me prospects with my big leaguers so I can see Christian Pache, so I can see Drew Waters, so I can see everybody. I want to see these guys.
1: Agreed. Before I elaborate on that, just wanted to remind everybody that this week's episode of the Platinum Sombrero is brought to you by BetOnline AG, in addition to being brought, brought to you by Manscaped. In the 21st century, there is a lot of pressure to be a man, to be a man's man, a manly man, but what you need to be worrying about... Being a manicured man. Real men know when it's time to cut the grass, and a real gentleman knows when it's time to mow his own personal grass. If you catch my drift, all the best in lawn care for your crotch. That's Manscaped. <laughs> Long time listeners of TPS, you remember when they sponsored us before and they were touting the Lawnmower 2.0? Well, they have upgraded, and you can too with the Lawnmower 3.0. This time, thanks to some upgrades in water-safe technology, you can even nuke your bush in the shower, which I'm pretty sure that's what the drain is for. The Lawnmower 3.0 also has an LED light, so if you feel like cleaning things up in the dark, we don't recommend it, but it can be done. Go to Manscaped.com, spelled just like it sounds. Use our promo code Armchair, also spelled just like it sounds, for 20% off with free shipping. Once again, Manscaped.com, spelled like it sounds. Use our promo code armchair for 20% off with free shipping. The only sound that lies between you and a freshly shorn scrotum is manscaped because nobody wants to bone the wolf man. And I agree with you, man, by
0: the way, the show, by the way, also brought to you by Bet online. Got to get them out of the way. Again. Of course. Thanks to all of our sponsors, obviously. Um, Go on with what you're saying. I don't want to bogart all your time. So I know you had a point. Go ahead and uh, I will shut up for a minute and allow you to actually speak.
1: No, you're good. I actually, I just spent a lot of time talking about uh, trimming nuts. So, I mean, I'm I'm with you, man. Like, having the, the minor league season be canceled, it's for guys like us that just obsess over prospects and we love to dream on all these guys. Like, everybody knows Pache. Everybody knows Waters. And we're over here debating, like, lower level, like, DSL and GCL guys. You know what I mean? so there will be the opportunity. I would be surprised if, if of any of Christian Pache, Drew Waters, Ian Anderson, the top three guys in the system who have not debuted, at least one of those guys will debut. My guess is probably both Pache and Anderson, probably not Waters though. Um, just based on the fact that, that Pache and, uh, Pache already on the 40 man. Um, and Anderson they will have to transfer him to the 40 man but based on the the amount of arms that they need i think that that's going to be a special case for them uh i'm i'm excited to see if there's been any advancements for some of the guys like my dogs are also very excited to to know about <laughs> the advances for for some of the guys that are i'm just going to pause i'm just going to let them get this out of their system real quick hey
0: it's fine it's been a while since we've had some dogs on the show so Since uh, Gucci has to be put away now, he's no longer allowed to sit with me as I record because now we're in a different room. It's nice to hear a dog's voice. I know some people were missing the dogs. We're the dog-friendliest show of all of the Braves podcasts, or at least we were before there were about 20 million different Braves podcasts. But still, there
1: are a lot of podcasts. Actually, last week while we were recording, um, it they started freaking out while I was not talking, so I was able to, to mute that out. So uh, so yeah, uh, Gumbo and Goonie and Remy all say hi. Uh, totally lost my train of thought. So I, I do, I would be curious for some of the guys like um, Contreras, some of the guys that have the, that they still have the prospect pedigree, but there's kind of some conflicting reports on their ability to reach their ceiling or the guys that have really specific things that they need to work on, whether or not they've been able to work on them we kind of alluded alluded to this last week. We're going to find out a lot about guys off-season routines cuz everybody knows that they've got from well it's the Braves and they they lose in October. So they they've got through like the first week of October through the second week of February. They have 4 months and some change to just not totally lose it, okay? You, you can eat all the fried food you can you can drink all of the crappy beer whatever but when the time comes to show up to camp you can't be pablo Sandoval right so <laughs> for some of these guys now that they've had to tack an extra an extra four months on top of that I will be curious to know if if there's anybody who's taken luis Gahara's crown I used him as an example last week which is which is probably unfair but it paints it paints the picture. You know what I'm saying. There's, it's possible. Ian Anderson, who at the end of last season was like six three, one seventy, I bet he rolls up into camp at a at a robust two forty five.
0: Yeah, he'd be uh see if you can place that prop bet on how many guys show up out of shape. Uh, I think I think for a lot of players this is gonna be really good for the main prospects that made that sixty man squad because you're gonna get a lot of different looks against guys that were higher levels of competition than you were a year ago, so when you see a lot of these guys that were in you know low a or high a last year they're they're not gonna be playing on the big league team, but they're gonna be on the taxi squad, so they're gonna to get to go up against guys that are in double AA, a triple a some other guys in major leagues or whatever and be able to get some some more experience without really. You know, screwing up their development a whole lot. This is going to be a good taste for a lot of these guys. It's going to be a good dip your toe in the water. And this is a, this is a type of season that a lot of these guys need to take advantage of. Guys like Kyle Muller, uh, who everybody loves. Kyle Muller, but this is a big year for him too to separate himself. Um, Tucker Davidson. Last year was huge for him. This year, it's a step to to show that not only can he bring the the higher strikeout percentage, but he can cut down the walk rates with that increased stuff. And if he can do that, then he's got a real future in the Braves organization. There's a lot of these guys. Kyle Wright, we saw what happened with him last year, but we also saw what happened with him this spring. This is a lot of stuff for all these guys. It's Schuster. I mean, he gets to come right out of college, right on the taxi squad. There's... For, for the minor leaguers that got to make this 60-man roster, there's some real opportunities. Now... Baseball has announced that there will be no minor league baseball season. I don't think you or I are shocked by that at all. Uh, Minor leagues doesn't bring in the same type of money that major league baseball was uh, major league baseball does. So the impetus for them to have a season is not quite there. And we know a bunch of owners that would rather, we know major league baseball and Rob Manfred would rather just get rid of 45 teams than pay people, you know, $400 a week. Uh, So I I understand for those guys, it's kind of cool that you're seeing, one of the announcements that came out today is that uh, minor league players that aren't part of taxi squad. So minor league players, their season got canceled. They can seek, uh, they can play for independent league teams. So prepare to see the Savannah bananas and the Macon bacon have a whole new roster this year. I think that's kind of cool too. Cause I like independent ball. I like when independent league teams, uh, you get the story of a guy that played independent league for a while, gets his break into the majors. Who was it that the Braves had a few years ago? That was uh, who's the same way. Uh, spent a lot of time in indie leagues, came back. The Braves gave him a shot, didn't work out, but it was a cool story, at least nonetheless. Was it Ian Thomas? Uh, yes, yes. Don't know. There's another list of Braves guys that you'll forget was actually a Brave. <laughs> uh, but that's one of those cool things that you know everybody knows the Chris Nunn story where he comes out to a ball game, goes to that stupid machine where they measure how fast you can throw, and he throws a hundred off of flat ground. Basically, uh, the, the, I like those independent league stories and independent league baseball's fun. It's just a guys bunch of just a bunch of guys that played in college, um, maybe didn't quite have what it took to make it pro, but they're able to go out and still play baseball. They still got a good social media presence and. You know, you can still get some extra baseball. So, I think you're going to see a lot of miners take that, minor leaguers take that avenue, which will kind of be cool because you get to see a lot of guys who aren't teammates play together. Meanwhile, you'll still get teams like the Blue Jays that, on their 60 man, have Groshans and Nate Pearson and Vlad Jr. and uh, Bo Bichette and just everybody else you can think of. Uh, Eric Pardino. There's a there, there's going to be a lot of interesting views. I'm wondering if we're going to see a rise, like if we're going to see a way to watch independent league baseball, because I have a feeling some of these indie league teams are going to be absolutely stacked. They're going to look like Cape Cod league teams.
1: I am curious how many minor leaguers are actually going to take the opportunity. You know, we, we talked about somebody like Duvall, right? And he, even if he only plays 60 games or he's getting paid for 60 games, then he's making a lot more than a guy who is in double a, Or AAA, you know. So when and you you're prorating the salaries of somebody who's making sixteen hundred dollars a month, then you know you take it down however much. I mean, you get you really gotta wonder how many of these guys are gonna say, "Is it even worth it?" When I could go and get a job at a Joanne Fabrics and and make the same amount of money, you know what I mean? This is this is an opportunity for some of these guys that are. You're gonna see a lot of guys retire because they they kind of were already thinking that they were getting close-ish to the end of the line. And when you have some type of something like this, I don't want to quite refer to it as a quote-unquote act of God on the same lines of like a hurricane or a tornado or a sharknado or whatever. But, you know, this is this is a big deal. And when you have moments like that that are unplanned, like universal interference type moments, it's easy to take them as signs. And so you'll see some guys that are like, nope, peace, I'm done. I'm, I'm You've already seen some guys that did, came, came out and did that. Um, a couple college guys came out and did it too. Yeah, and th- this is a real opportunity for some guys and some of the younger guys who, whether they're bonus babies or what, they might go do it just to get the reps in. They're not comfortable going and they don't think they're going to learn what they need to learn just doing a, se- a full season worth of instructs, basically. So it is very cool that they, they don't have their hands tied, that they really do have the option because you see minor leaguers getting bent over a barrel all the time about basically every topic. So now it's like, okay, you we're actually going to give you a tiny little bit of freedom, but once again embrace the weirdness of this whole deal you know we can all become making bacon fans and you know i think that the savannah bananas their their marketing department has done a really really good job and And those are the only two you know we were talking before about the the what was it the coastal plain league that these guys <laughs> the coastal in?
0: plains league
1: what in the world i, I didn't even realize that was a thing i before you and I started talking before the show I literally thought both of those teams were affiliates of of major league teams but but as it turns out they are indie ball so we well, we will Definitely keep everybody posted if we hear anything. It'll be cool. It, it Like you said, it'd be like Cape Cod. It'd be kind of like an all-star league. If you get some of the the guys that are maybe a little too far away or just kind of bubbling under the surface. So like Somebody like Trey Harris. Trey Harris didn't make the 60 because the, the roster didn't necessitate a spot for him. We've talked a lot about the amount of outfielders the Braves already have. So if he wants to go, then you could see him and a lot of guys in that same tier. So interesting, interesting thoughts for sure.
0: Hey, see Justin Dean and Trey Harris on the same team again.
1: Oh my God, the greatest one-two give
0: punch! Me, give me, give uh, give me a way to actually watch those games, and I'll watch those games all day. Those two guys are awesome when you have them together. Plus, it's just fun. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a fun thing to look at. I'm very excited about this season. Obviously, there's a lot going on. There's a lot more uh, positive cases happening. Um, everybody's kind of in like this hold your breath, wait and see mode of all right, we finally got it announced. 2020, do not do what you're thinking of doing. Just, you know, let us have this one thing. Um, we'll see how it continues to go. But for now, I think we've exhausted all the topics that we really should give a lot of time to. Next week, we're going to take a look at some underappreciated Braves, as well as a couple others. We'll, we'll try to throw some under uh, some over-unders onto uh, potential of the 60-game season, see how close we can get. You guys know we're never really close anyway when we do full-season stuff. With a 60-game season, it should be, should be really fun to see... Uh, who goes more out on the limb for some of this crazy stuff. But as it is, thank you guys for tuning in for another week. Thank you guys last week. You guys did a really good job last week listening to the episodes. Made us feel really good. Uh, appreciate that. Appreciate the love from us coming back. It's nice to be back two weeks in a row. Next week, we will shoot for a third week in a row. Thank you guys so very much. And we will be back again next week right here on the Platinum Sombrero. Thank you for being